0: Truly, I say to you, unless one is born of water and the spirit, he cannot enter the kingdom of God. God loves the world in this way. He gave his only son, and whoever believes in him shall not perish, but have eternal life. Whoever believes in him will not be condemned. I'm so ashamed. You redeemed me and I just threw it away. Well, that's not much of a redemption if it can be lost in a day, is it? on my own. They have to come get me. I just can't live up to it. Well, that's true. <laughs> but you don't have to. I just want your heart. The father just wants your heart. Rejected by others. I know, but not by the Messiah. Amazing that we celebrate Easter with all the different activities that go into Easter. And then I was thinking this past week, I said, Lord, what is it that you want me to say? You know, for, It's always a big thing for pastors to try to figure out how to connect with their people during a time such as this. And the Lord said, well, listen, because I live You can face tomorrow. So what difference does Easter make? Does it really matter? How does it impact the way that you live your life on a daily basis? When Jesus got up and walked out of that tomb, he changed everything. And so this morning I want to talk to you about just three simple truths About Easter and how it has impacted my life, and I hope that it will impact your life as well I'm going to throw in a scripture on you if that's okay Mark chapter 16 verse 6 Mark chapter 16 verse 6 But the three points today is do you have peace? Do you have peace? Do you have a purpose? And what's your promise? So here's what I'm going to ask you this morning. Can you ask yourself the question and yet give yourself the answer? Yes, I have peace. I have a purpose. And I rest upon his promises. So we're going to take what could be a lengthy message and I'm going to try to condense it for you to keep you all awake. And if you don't stay awake here, there's something that the pastor does. And he wants to make sure that you stay awake because he'll do things like this. Glory! I got you, didn't I? Listen, not at that point, you, they said you have seven seconds to let people trust in what you have to say. Some of you are like, all right, I lost him. I don't even like this guy anymore. It's okay. Just like Jesus. All right? I'll do the best I can to, to deliver what he's laid on my heart, and we'll do it quickly this morning so that I know that we can all be challenged and walk away encouraged. Here's what the Bible says in Mark chapter 16, verse 6. But he said to them, Do not be alarmed. You seek Jesus of Nazareth who was crucified. He is risen. He is not here. See the place where they laid him. Love that text. And then it goes directly right into John chapter 14, verse 19. And in John chapter 14, 19, if you have your Bible, you can follow along with us or I've got it up on the screen for you today. But it says, just a little while longer and the world will see me no more. But you will see me because I live, you will also live. Because he lives, I can face tomorrow. A Sunday school teacher once asked her class to write one sentence on what Easter means to me. One student wrote, Egg salad sandwiches for the next two weeks. <laughs> Can I just say a funny, I'm just going to interject this. I thought it was really interesting that some of you in this church made egg, deviled eggs. And you showed them on Facebook. I love it. I'm like, I love deviled eggs. Everybody should have deviled eggs. We had the Seder meal here the other night with uh, with the officers and it was we had hard-boiled eggs on there. They were good. I think it was the best thing on the whole, whole meal. No, those lamb chops were pretty good too. But anyhow, um, my wife's over there going, no, I don't think so. And, uh, but, but here, let me, let me continue because I know I just kind of get off. But I, I love egg salad sandwiches. And um, So another Sunday school teacher once asked her class, why do we celebrate Easter? The children gave a variety of answers because of the Easter bunny, because of the Easter eggs, because of candy and spring, etc. Then the teacher said, no, those are Easter traditions and they're Easter symbols. But what is the reason why we celebrate Easter? What happened at that very first Easter? And the little girl, she raised her hand and she said, Easter celebrates Jesus coming out of the tomb the teacher exclaimed yes yes so excited that the correct answer finally surfaced proud of herself for having the right answer that little girl continued then jesus looks to see if he can see a shadow and if he can then we have six more weeks of winter <laughs> poor little things all confused isn't she thank god we didn't have to wait six more weeks he rose in 3 days hallelujah right Amen. Hey, have you, have you ever wondered what bunny rabbits and cl- colored eggs have to do with the resurrection of Jesus anyways? I mean, I, that was kind of one of my questions. And, and short, the short answer is nothing. Nothing. The longer answer is that rabbit and eggs were both symbols of springtime and new life in many ancient Near Eastern cultures. And yet we practice those today in America Because of what they've done. In fact, some historians claim that the tradition of hiding colored eggs in a field for children uh, to dates back to ancient Babylon many centuries before Jesus was even born. And no one was quite sure where the name Easter comes from either. But there are several theories about it. Some say that it comes from the ancient Germanic calendar because their, their word for April is actually Easter. Others believe the name Easter is derived from the Iastri or Esther or the Anglo-Saxon goddess of spring for whom a spring festival was held annually. Yet still others see a connection to the Babylonian goddess of spring called Ishtar or the Phoenician goddess Astar. That's a lot of information. I don't even want to keep up with it. And when I was doing this study, I thought, this is crazy. But far from attempting to Christianize pagan springtime festivals, early Christians intentionally choose to establish a rival celebration of the resurrection of Jesus, which took place on the Sunday morning following the Passover celebration in the spring. And Jesus... Essentially, usurped springtime celebrations of all sorts across the globe. So here we are. Early Christians really adopted the eggs as symbols of new life and birth. Pastor Luke even used special Easter eggs called Resurrection resurrection Eggs in order to share the story of Jesus' death and resurrection with all of the children yesterday who attend our community outreach and easter egg hunt while the world has all forgotten the roman gods of ancient mythology they're annually reminded that two thousand years ago jesus christ rose from the grave and changed the world so let me ask you what difference does easter make does it really matter How does it impact the way you live your life on a daily basis? When Jesus got up and walked out of that tomb, He changed everything. So whether you are a follower of Christ, or you are still examining His claims, I want to ask you to travel back with me this morning. To that first Easter morning. Resurrection Sunday. When Jesus appeared to his faithful followers. And explored the significance of the resurrection. And the difference that it can make in your life. So if you have your Bibles. Let's follow together. In John chapter 20 verses 19 through 22. John chapter 20 verses 19. And you can follow with us up here on the screen. Here's what it says. Then the same day at evening, being the first day of the week, when the doors were shut, where disciples were assembled for fear of the Jews, Jesus came and stood in the midst and said to them, Peace be with you. Peace be with you. When he had said this, he showed them his hands and his side. Then the disciples were glad when they saw the Lord. So Jesus said to them again, Peace. To you. As the Father has sent me, I also send you. And when he had said this, he breathed on them and said to them, Receive the Holy Spirit. And then we go over to verses 30 and 31. And in verse 30 it says this And truly, Jesus did many other signs in the presence of his disciples which are not written in this book. But these are written that you may believe that Jesus is the Christ, the Son of God, and that believing you may have life in His name. I could probably just take that that text right there and preach all kinds of messages through that. Because I believe there's so much truth. And the reason why I just kind of wanted to magnify the Word of God right there in that setting... Because for some of you, I think we take for granted that we've all heard the Easter story. But do you know, I did a little study and started asking people, what is Easter to you? They couldn't explain the resurrection of Jesus Christ. It's kind of sad that if we don't, as people, start expressing because he lives, we're going to leave the next generation without any hope at all. We have a message to share. We have a gospel to preach. And to teach and to tell people, you must be saved. Follow the resurrected Christ. Many of you in this room might have heard this name before. Bill and Gloria Gaither. Bill and Gloria Gaither, they, they started the big homecoming uh, circuit, Southern Gospel Sings National Quartet Convention down in uh, Nashville, and I think it's now Pigeon Forge, but they're all over the place. They've written tons of wonderful Christian music. Gloria wrote one in particular, and in the 1960s came while she was expecting her first child. The couple at that point was going through some terrible problems. Bill had been serious, seriously sick, their music had been criticized for not being spiritual enough, and on New Year's Eve, Gloria writes, I sat alone in the darkness thinking about the rebellious world and all of our problems. That's interesting to me that this goes all the way, dates back to 1960s. And she said about all the problems and about our baby yet unborn, who in their right mind would bring a child into a world like this, who would ever think we have our granddaughter who's going to come this week. I'm declaring it. I'm speaking it over Caitlin. As you could tell, she's about ready to bust, and she wants that baby in this world, so, and her papa needs to see her. So, I keep telling her that. I told her that last night and this morning when they stopped by the house. She said something happened to her, something that she cannot explain. She said, here's what happened. I felt released from all of the trials, from all of the tribulations, from all of the fear, all of the anxiety, the panic had begun to build inside, was gently dispelled by a reassuring presence and a soft voice that kept saying, Don't forget the empty tomb, don't forget the empty tomb. Then I knew I could have uh, have had that baby and faced the future with. Optimism and trust for I had been reminded that it was all worth it just because he lives Out of that experience. She wrote the lyrics because he lives I can face tomorrow because he lives all fear is gone because I know He holds the future and life is worth more than living because He lives Simple truth you found it in this medley this morning. You heard Matt Marr incorporated in his song on because he lives. Why? Because we need to embrace that he's not dead. He's alive because he is the resurrected Christ. That's who he is. So when Jesus got up and walked out of that tomb, he changed everything. And here's what I want you to do this morning just so that you can help the people next to you. I want you to say something to them. Look at him and say, hey, he changed everything. You know what he did? He changed everything for you. He changed everything for me, for the whole world. And I want to share with you three simple ways that the resurrection has impacted my life and the lives of many people, many believers. And they can all be found right here in this passage. First, because he lives, I have peace. Point number one, I have peace. When Jesus appeared to the disciples the first Easter Sunday, the first words out of his mouth were what? In John 20, verse 19, he said, Peace be with you. The peace Jesus spoke of was more than just a sense of calmness or tranquility. It was the Hebrew word shalom, and it was pregnant with meaning it meant wholeness, Completeness serenity and harmony of life At the very center of this peace is peace with God Reconciliation with the one who breathed life into the universe And as a, as a pastor I've preached a lot of funerals And when I say a lot I've preached a lot of funerals over the years Oftentimes especially when the person who died, wasn't religious, and didn't attend church, one of the family members will tell me that he or she she made peace with God. The truth is, though, we can't do that. When God created mankind, He created Adam and Eve. He gave them the Garden of Eden as a perfect paradise. He came and walked with them and talked with them, and they had peace with God. Then came the tragedy of sin, and humanity was alienated from God. That wonderful peace that they once experienced now was shattered in that garden. The earth, the animals, mankind, and the entire universe was then cursed, and we all now live in the imperfect world. And every one of us since then Have sinned in our life Our sins have put a chasm between us and god No matter how hard we try or what we do we always fall short And those shortcomings result in everlasting death Sounds fantastic, isn't it? No I actually think it's kind of terrible However However However, there's some good news. And that's what the resurrection brings. Our sin separated us from God. So if peace, peace with God is ever going to be restored, it's up to him to find a way. That's where Jesus comes in. And he says in, his, in the word, For God so loved the world that he gave his only, his one and only son. Oh, pastor, I know that. I've heard it a hundred times I mean, come on, even Tim Tebow, John Gebo, whatever his name is, he puts it underneath here. People don't even know what it is, but it's plastered on his face. But it became the gospel, and it became his testimony. And let me explain something. It should become our testimony as well. It should be the gospel in our life. We should wear it like a banner because he came that Friday night. And he bore the sins of the world for each and every one of us so that we could have life. And if you don't have hope and peace in Jesus Christ, can I encourage you to please trust in him. Jesus died on the cross to pay the penalty for our sins. He shed blood. His shed blood was our only way out of this mess. And Jesus, he died and rose from the grave so that you and I could have peace with God. love the song glorious day because when he called my name i ran out of that grave hallelujah because he lives i have peace with god because of him i have a relationship with the creator of the universe and so can you you can know him personally you can talk to him you can ask for forgiveness you can lean on him in times of trouble and you too can experience his love grace and compassion because of jesus you can have peace with god And because he lives, I have a purpose. Kind of sad to think that we would serve a dead Savior. Think about that. For what hope would that be to put our hope in a false idol? So point number two, I have a purpose. I have a purpose. I want you to catch the next thing in verse 21 of chapter 20. Here's what it says. As the Father has sent me, so I'm sending you. Where was he sending them? Where were they going? They were going everywhere, right? In other words, they were going to become ambassadors for Christ. Their mission, should they choose to accept it, was to spread the word about the cross and the empty tomb. To share the message of Jesus with their friends Neighbors and relatives And anybody they come in contact with To put on some tape Underneath your eye John 3 16 I'm just kidding I just thought I'd throw that out there for you again They would use their love Their lives And their lips To testify about the power of the cross And the promise of eternal life So at some point in your life You have to ask yourself Where did I come from? Why am I here? Where am I going? Science oftentimes attempts to answer the first question, and philosophy wrestles with the second. But only Jesus offers a meaningful answer to all three. The search for the meaning of life has puzzled people for thousands and thousands of years. The search for it has left them in question. Primarily because we typically begin at the wrong starting point. Ourselves. Me. We ask self-centered questions like, what do I want to be? What should I do with my life? What are my goals and what are my ambitions? What are my my dreams? Will never reveal our life purpose. It's always weird. Do you do you guys think it's kind of bizarre? The same old question happens in an interview. Hello, Mister. Hello, Mrs. If you could paint a picture for the next twenty-five years, where do you think you'd be? Preaching Jesus? Just say that sometimes. See if you get the job. <laughs> they probably look at you like, oh, okay. They want you to lie to them. Oh, I see myself taking your position. <laughs> right? You have to answer all the right questions. It's a big quiz. You have to pass the quiz. So you just have to sit there and you have to say to yourself, I'm going to interview them because I'm going to have to live my life out in that picture that they asked me where I was going to be in the next 200 years. That's why I just said it's just easier to tell the truth and say, Jesus Jesus just try it. I just want to see if it'll work for you and come back to me and I'll use you in a message on some Easter (laughs) All right, it'll help out, right? I don't know if anybody's told you but I do Want to let you in on some important information Life is not about you Life is not about you. It's about him Jesus the resurrection and the life. That's who he is.
1: Do I need to grab my hanky? I knew it was
0: coming. just got I'm not going to do it. I'm really trying to stay a little bit reserved today, okay? But I just can't. I mean, you just can't. You can't keep me contained in a can. So I want you to look at your neighbor and I want you to say to him, it's all about him. It's all about him. The resurrection and the life. That's Jesus. So here's what the Bible says in Colossians chapter 1, verse 15 and 16. He said, He is the image of the invisible God, the firstborn over all creation. And then in verse 16, it says, For by Him all things were created that are in heaven and that are on earth, visible and invisible, whether thrones or dominions or principalities or powers, all things were created through Him and for Him. Because of Jesus, I know why I exist. And what I'm supposed to do with my time here on this earth. And because he lives, my life has purpose. And because he lives, I too have the promise of life eternal. Hallelujah. Wasn't that video amazing when you looked at it? It just brought tears to my eyes when I saw that. Because I'm so thankful that I can go to Jesus and know that in my sinful state that he will accept me for all my imperfections. And I'm so grateful for that. I'm glad that, you know, I know because I, I've sought him out that peace only comes with Jesus. And if you are failing and you're trying to find peace in your life, I want you to declare today that, God, you are going to remove this anxiety. Lord, I want you to restore peace and, and, and get rid of All of those fiery darts that come at my mind let it go let go of those strongholds and last and number three I have a promise so at the end of this encounter with the risen Christ John tells us in John 20 verse 31 he says these are written that you may believe that Jesus is the Messiah the son of God and that by believing you may have life in his name all throughout, all throughout Jesus' ministry, Jesus promised life everlasting to those who believe in Him. Jesus said it so clearly: "I have come that they may have life, and that they may have it more abundantly." That's how I'm thinking. I mean, think about that—they may have life and have it abundantly because He lives. I can face tomorrow. I can face all those uncertainties. I can face the fear. I can let go of it. Because he lives, I'm stronger today than I was yesterday. And I'm letting go of it. My daughter says, period, Dad. That meant amen in the old language. So, It's that abundant life that we anticipate as believers. And many people today hope for a long and happy life but jesus offers much more he offers forever he offers eternity life without end and the promise of life everlasting is the heartbeat of jesus ensures that we too will be resurrected glory isn't that exciting that's the hope that i have listen I'm just an ordinary guy living in an ordinary world doing ordinary things, but I am married to an extraordinary chick I'll tell you that right now I'm glad that the Holy Spirit just spoke to me, babe With some extraordinary special children. Oh, did I say that? Yeah (laughs) Extraordinary. Hallelujah. Yes, Lord and uh i want to share this story with you as I close. Think of it this way. A Muslim in Africa became a Christian. And some of his friends asked him, Why have you done such a thing? He answered, Well, it's like this. Suppose you were going down the road. And suddenly the road forked in two different directions. You didn't even know which way to go. But there at the fork were two men, one dead and one alive. The question I want to ask you is, which one would you ask for directions? Puts it into perspective, amen? So let me say this, and we'll be finished today. Easter is so much more than candy. Colored eggs, bounce houses, prizes, and cartoon, chocolate bunnies, and all the other things that come with it. Easter truly is the cornerstone of the Christian faith. The celebration of Jesus rising from the dead. Conquering death and giving us peace with God, a purpose for life, and a promise of heaven. Amen? So that's what today is really about. And that's why we're all here. That's why we're here today. Why this building exists. The greeters, the security team, the pastors, the singers, the sound and audio team, the discipleship teachers, the people that prepare the baptismal waters. All of us We are all here for one purpose To follow Jesus Isn't that a great thought? And before I go into this invitation I wanted to do just a little Something a little different This is my doxology today Because here is how I feel And I love the word of God Do you all love the word of God? So follow with me as I read these scripture verses. In Mark sixteen sixteen it says this. He who believes and is baptized will be saved, but he who does not believe will be condemned. And we're just going to keep going. Acts chapter 2, verse 38. It reads this. And Peter said to them, repent, let every one of you be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of sins, and you shall receive the gift. ...of the Holy Spirit. Acts 8.12 But when they believed Philip as he preached the things concerning the kingdom of God... ...and the name of Jesus Christ, both men and women were baptized. And he commanded them to be baptized in the name of the Lord. Then they asked him to stay a few more days. Buried with him in baptism... In which you also were raised with him through faith, the working of God, who raised him from the dead. In John 3, 5, Jesus answered most assuredly, I say to you, unless one is born of water and the spirit, he cannot enter the kingdom of God. And then I conclude with Matthew three sixteen, And here's what it says. When he had been baptized, Jesus came up immediately out of the water, and behold, the heavens were open to him, and he saw the Spirit of God descending like a dove and alighting upon him. That's what baptism's about. You're here today to celebrate the victories of those getting baptized, that they would believe and be baptized. Many of you know that I was a youth pastor for 17 years is interesting and we're 18 years now here at the ministry wow time flies doesn't it being in youth ministry i wanted so badly to see every young person come to know jesus christ as lord and savior we're here today because nothing matters we can sing oh glorious day we can have an anthem we can sit with our loved ones we can we can celebrate the resurrected christ right we've been invited and we love being with our family and friends but now I'm going to ask you a personal question. If he is alive and he is the resurrected Christ, do you know him personally? So I walked around today. I did something. I wanted to go through the, the auditorium. And I wanted to shake a lot of your hands. And I wanted to introduce myself. Because you are of value. But there's one thing that's so important to me. That if you don't know Christ as your savior and you've never accepted him and been baptized Then you need to come to the saving grace of jesus christ Because I don't want you to ever when we are both standing there and you see me And i'm standing before christ and he said why should I let you into heaven? Because I said i'm a child of the most high god and you look at me and say why didn't you tell me that pastor? I thought you were the messenger of god. I thought you were the disciple the apostle I thought that's what jesus told the disciples after his resurrection. He said peace be under you. You taught about a purpose. You said that there was a promise. I'm going to ask an important question. Why didn't you believe it, Todd? Why didn't you believe a preacher? Because you didn't give me that same invitation to say, I too can know that personal savior that you know. And I want you to know him. I want you to experience him. That's all this is about. You know what this is? We are better than the Dallas Cowboy cheerleaders. We should be up here just praising the Lord because He says, I'm the resurrection and the life. Because He said, it is finished. Because no greater love. And because what? He rose from the dead. That's why we're here, right? And I want you to know Him too. So, as we rise to our feet and we prepare for those that are getting baptized, they're going to, those that are baptismal candidates, if you will, go ahead and go get changed. So at this time, you can dismiss out the back. And you can participate with us this morning. But I want to ask you this question. If you were to die today, are you 100% sure that you'd go to heaven? Do you know Jesus Christ is your Lord and Savior? God loves you, and He loves me. But I will tell you this. Apart from everything else, I just want you to have peace because of His promises. And because we've purposed to do one thing as a church, dash Jesus into our heart and into our life, and the praise team can come up. I want you to accept him today. I've never done this. The Lord laid this on my heart last night. Now I want everybody's attention up here. You want to hear something really cool and awesome? Let me say this, that here's what we're going to do. If you've never accepted Christ as your Savior, I want you to say, we'll say the sinner's prayer together as a church. And you could say, today is my day of salvation. And if you've never been baptized, after they're done being baptized, I have extra towels up here. You can be baptized. One man said to me, I wanted to be baptized that day. I said, well, why didn't you ask me? He goes, I don't know. I didn't have a change of clothes. I said, that's all right. Go home and you can just feel real holy all the way home. You can know you've been in the baptismal waters, right? And because you don't have a shirt today, we'll get you a shirt. I've never done this ever in the ministry. But whatever and whoever, if you're here and you say, you know what? I will get up here in my clothes. I'm gonna get in these baptismal waters. I want to know Christ. I want to get baptized on this resurrection service. And you all, you can. It's here. The invitation's for you. And I don't know who God's speaking to, and if He's speaking to you, just move on as prompting and say, Preacher, I want to be baptized too. And I'll be like, Okay, wouldn't this, wouldn't that be great? We can all just get baptized. Okay, you're like, I have dinner plans, Preacher. I want you to say the most important prayer that's out there. Here's what it says, and you can, you can, we can read it together. Look up here on the screen. It says this. It says, Lord Jesus, I know I'm a sinner. I know I can't save myself, but you've offered me the free gift of eternal life in exchange for my sin. So I placed my sin next to your cross, believing you died as my substitute, and I receive you now, the eternal life that you said you would give me for free if I came to you for it. So, I receive that now, and thank you for my new salvation. In Jesus' name, my King and my Lord. Amen. Hallelujah. It's always a great reminder, isn't it? I want you to sing with the praise team because he lives. Here's the old hymn from Bill and Gloria Gaither. Here's the old hymn that changed their life. Here's the old hymn that changed everything about them. And I want you to sing it as an anthem today as those that are preparing and planning. And listen, if you need to come forward and you want to get baptized, don't you be afraid. I will let you take off your shoes. And uh, we'll baptize you with everybody else. But uh, listen, be courageous. I don't know. Lord laid it on my heart, so I thought I'd ask you. And then if you decide to get baptized, we'll get you a cool shirt like the rest of the baptismal candidates. And, uh, but let's pray. Father God, we love you. and We thank you that today, because you live, we can face tomorrow. Thank you for everyone that's here. Thank you, Lord, for the sweet spirit in this place. Father, may we feel your presence. May we feel your peace. May we understand the promises from the word. God, may we purpose in our heart to tell others about the resurrected Christ. Lord, encourage us today. Help us just to chill out for a minute, enjoy these baptisms, and celebrate the life that many of them have in Christ. In Jesus' name we pray.